I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Bear down, baby. Yes, sir. Bears fans, this is Take the North. It's real simple. You know, if you take a person's legs away, they can't run. With your hosts, David Hawn. I want to remind people, there is no award for coming to the conclusion fastest on a quarterback in your football city. Nobody remembers, and frankly, nobody cares. And Dan Weeder. Particularly in this town, we start to get the extremes trying to outshout each other, right? Those who think that he's a bust are trying to outshout those who think that he's going to be an absolute seven-time All-Pro. We're going to take the North and never give it back. Welcome in to Take the North, the podcast covering all things Chicago Bears, episode 17 and a half after the Bears' 29-22 loss to the Vikings at U.S. Bank Stadium in Minneapolis. That's where we find Dan Wiederer. I am David Haw from 670 The Score. Dan, of course, covers the Bears for the Chicago Tribune straight from the postgame locker room. Dan, how would you describe, number one, the reaction, and secondly, what uh, what you saw in four quarters, the first half forgettable for the Bears, the second half something to build on. Well, as far as the reaction, I feel like there was sort of this universal dismay inside the Bears locker room after the game. I think they understand that they can wrap their arms around the fight and the resilience they showed to come back from 18 points down and take a lead in the fourth quarter. But ultimately, it didn't result in a win. And I think there's a lot of guys, particularly veteran guys like Eddie Jackson and Roquan Smith, who are leaders of this team, who are tired of trying to cling to that kind of stuff. Right. And, and just very frustrated that they let this game get out of their reach the way they did in the in the first quarter really and, and in the first half as a whole and then in the end you're not able to come up with either the stop defensively or the drive uh, at the end to, to win a football game and so you you once again show the rest of the NFL world that you're a team that is uh, low on elite talent low on quality depth and doesn't have enough difference makers to pull out games like this. I want to get into some of the details about our just reactions to Justin Fields because that was the most obvious step forward that he has taken certainly this year and maybe as an NFL player. But I want to focus more on uh, initially on the difference in, in, I think, just competence levels in the first and second half. Offensively, the, the Bears really were not with it in the first half. A lot yeah. of things from the first play, delay a game on the first snap, you can't have that. <laughs> Then they had a shotgun snap. It hits Justin Fields when he's trying to change change the play. You can't have that. And defensively, Dan, we saw Kirk Cousins go from completing his first 17 passes against a defense that was like a sieve to in the second second half, they're much different uh, approach and much different results. And I just think I, I don't know if it had much more to do with pride or scheme 
But I do think at halftime, something happened. Well, so let's talk about some of the errors that you mentioned there. First of all, I'm going to read you some numbers from the first half of this football game that will make your head spin. The Vikings outgained the Bears 307 to 95 in the first half. 307 yards of offense in the first half, David. That's unbelievable. As you mentioned, Cousins hitting those first 17 passes and having 22 completions in the first half. He threw for 217 in the first half. And so you saw a pass defense that wasn't ready to play, right? They came in knowing that Justin Jefferson was the one guy that they had to contain and, and slow down, and they didn't do it. Justin Jefferson was on the receiving end of eight of those first 17 completions that Kirk Cousins had, and I think there was some frustration in the locker room afterward that they weren't able to execute a game plan to limit him. Now listen, Jalen Jackson, Johnson was inactive, right? And, and he would have made a difference in a game like today, right? And so you say he got to get him back on the field as soon as possible. Uh, Cousins after the game, David, notably said, look, it, it's not like I was ripping a bunch of throws into tight windows. He says, you, you, you basically trust your reads and you go through your reads. And when your number one read is wide open on most of those plays, it really doesn't take much to complete your first 17 passes. So that was a, a bit of an indictment uh, from, from the Vikings quarterback of the Bears defense. And, and, and that's just kind of the way this game started. And then obviously the Bears rallied enough to put themselves in a game. And then, and then really the, the, the game uh, winning drive that the Vikings had 17 plays, David converted five third downs, right. And that you got to get off the field at some point, or at least hold them to a field goal. Yeah. And the fifth one was the touchdown. And I think when you see a, a veteran quarterback kind of steal himself after throwing an interception, Kendall Vildor made a really nice play. Kirk Cousins never saw him. And we said all week, Kirk Cousins will throw you the football. And he did just that. But he responded to that like it never happened. In 17 plays, uh, they go down the field when the Bears needed a stop. They couldn't make one, and that's what ultimately happened. And and that had as much to do with it as anything. Certainly, the Emir Smith Marset uh, fumble that was ripped out of his hands by Dassler. Yeah. That was a play uh, you're just not going to get past, Dan. I mean, it's obvious that it's. I think it's a little different than even the Valus Jones one last week. You had a, a young receiver. Kind of last week was different, but th th this week it just feel like, boy, that was an opportunity. It feels like it was literally, literally ripped out of your arms. It really was, and it's a breakdown in fundamentals, right? And you hear after the game from Matt Eberflus that, listen, we t we coach our players that when they're at the numbers or outside the numbers to get out of bounds in that situation, live to see another down. If you're inside the numbers, take it upfield. Smith Marset said after the game that he, you know, he kind of stiff armed Dantzler to get free, and then he lost track of him. And then Dantzler came back into the play and did the whole hits principle thing on the Bears, right? Ripped ripped the ball right out of their hands and 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 won the game with that. Who knows what the Bears would have done with the rest of that drive? But certainly it would have been fun to see what they could have done with that drive and I think you were kind of curious to know that had they put the ball in the end zone would Matt Eberflus have gone for two points there he would not tell us post game David but my lean is that he probably would have given the way this game went I was wondering I texted you and I wanted to know because you were in the room and 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 I think I'm sitting there at home like everybody else wondering okay this is a day where the Bears were aggressive right the onside kick going for it yeah when they didn't really need to go for two they went for two. Analytics people may be able to defend that, but traditionalists will say, well, you don't go for two until you need to go for two, and then in the end. I did think the same thing you did, Dan. I feel like we'll never know, but had the Bears scored on that final drive, I think Matt Eberflus might have tried to steal a victory and escape uh, with, with a two-point conversion, a celebration, and, and one of the more rousing comebacks I think we would have had in week five, that didn't happen. But I do think his response to that question tells me what the answer might have been.
eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Yeah, no question. And, and you mentioned the surprise onside kick there after they got that touchdown to uh, start the second half, which was a, a, a big series there, right? Like they, they scored before the end of the first half by getting a break from the Vikings who, who shanked the punt and got a penalty and gave them good field position. And they immediately capitalized with the, the highlight reel play of the day, right? The 39-yard pass from Fields to Darnell Mooney, the one-handed catch, which was beautiful. And I feel like that play gave the Bears some life, right? And they obviously scored the David Montgomery touchdown after that. And now you feel like, okay, as bad as this half's been, we're hanging around and we're getting the ball coming out of half and we can go down and score and we can really make this a game. And they did those things. And so you credit them for having that resilience and that fight to, to be able to get themselves back in a game that to me, there was a point there where it looked like the Vikings could name their score. Right. And, and Justin Jefferson could ask his fantasy owners how many yards and points they wanted today. And he was just going to oblige them in that regard. So tell me this. And I, I don't want to say I'm confused, but I'm a little conflicted. Okay. I feel like I'm getting some mixed messages from one week to the next. And we're always trying to, you know, fit players and coaches into a box that's nice and tidy. Last week, Matt Eberflus, fourth and two, conservative move, punts and pins, and, and talks about defending it as a great decision. This week, that conservative traditional coach wasn't on the sidelines. That's not a guy who goes for two when he didn't have to, tries the onside kick when basically if it's a good if it's successful, it's brilliant. If it doesn't, it's like, what's he doing? And then in the end, we're both agreeing that he probably would have gone for two, which would have been maybe against the grain or at least traditional coach uh, coaching 101. Yeah. What is Matt Eberflus as a head coach? Do we know yet? Is this kind I, of I, like – in, in, in the process of developing a quarterback, they're also developing this head coach? I think so, to some extent. I think we need a larger sample size of, of game situations that give us a bigger picture of what he does in certain moments. Now, he says, like, some of this is analytics, some of it is gut feel. Uh, sort of defended everything today as, as being, you know, analytics-based and 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 helping them along with their decisions. And so uh, we'll see, right? Like a, 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 you take the long view with games like this and you say that, that for the young players on this team, these are good experiences to go through 
the the comeback and and then the the failed comeback and the, you know the loss the way it is it, it's all good seasoning for a, a team that has so many young pieces but listen you you brought some of these up already i'm going to give you a couple more the, the the first play of the game right you don't have the right personnel on the field and you take a delay a game the first play of the game right like you go through that the entire week you know who, who's supposed to be on the field and it was fullback kari blazing game who, who kind of screwed that up and you say boy that's unforgivable the field snap with, with Sam Mustafer same thing happened in Green Bay in week two right and this is a young quarterback on the road not realizing that his center is looking between his legs for a silent count signal which is his leg lifting right so when you go up toward the line of scrimmage your leg lifts and you make the abrupt movement again this this same error happened three weeks ago in Green Bay and so you cannot let those types of things continue to be recurring mistakes there's a drop by Dante Pettis well guess what Dante Pettis was a guy signed on May 12th right in, in the fifth wave of free agency. Amir Smith-Marset claimed off waivers. Not only does he fumble the ball to end the game, but he's got the, the penalty, I believe it was him, with the, the block in the back that negated Justin's 52-yard touchdown run in the second half, right? And so th- this is a byproduct of having a roster that is low on difference-making players, right? Good teams in this league have standouts who rescue you rather than sink you. And in this case, some of the Bears' you know lower-tier players sunk them or inexperienced in the case of Fields. As I just wrote on 670thescore.com, you can find my column there. You can find Dan's at chicagotribune.com. But Dan, as I just wrote, you get what you pay for. And according to SpotRack, the Bears have $4.6 million in base salary devoted to their wide receiving core. That's the lowest amount in the league. $4.6 million. Adam Thielen on the other side makes about four himself. So when you have two weeks in a row where wide receivers, <laughs> last week, Velas Jones let you down. This week, it was Smith-Marset. We saw Dante Pettis, who has not had a good start to this season outside of the, the San Francisco mis- accident, you know, because that's what it looks like now. You get what you pay for, and the Bears haven't invested heavily in wide receivers, and that leads us into our next reaction because this is a reaction pod we'll get into the weeds later this week justin fields and his development first half ran in place maybe even a step backward but he seemed to exhale after the big mooney completion second half dan i think it was similar to the second half last year against the steelers something to build on well couple things here. The, the the Vikings won the coin flip and took the ball, right? That's kind of an unorthodox move in today's NFL, and it was obviously done with intent, right? Like, we're going to take the football, and we're going to go score, right? Like, we're going to just put you in a hole and make you chase us from the start of the game. And the Bears came back on their first drive, and they, they, they put together a drive. And Fields actually had Darnell Mooney on a shot into the end zone in that drive, and it seemed like the wires were crossed. Justin kind of threw it outside. Darnell was kind of going inside, and, and Justin talked a little bit about that after the game, about trying to read the leverage of the corner and, and, and get on the same page with Mooney. And it just didn't connect. And these are the ones that you, you think have to really agitate a quarterback when he goes to bed at night, trying to think, oh, how do we get that play to click? Because if we do score there, it just steadies everything out. Right. He was and, open. He was open. Yeah. Right. And so you got to figure out ways to make those plays, because if you don't now, all of a sudden, you know, you're, you're already thin margin for error gets thinner. Uh, I, I do think that Justin showed some things in the second half. I think the protection showed some things as well. It, it seemed like there were some moments there for him to, to really steady himself in the pocket, to be able to climb a little bit in the pocket, to look for throws, to make some throws and get a rhythm going. You know, to see Colt Komet get unlocked a little bit today, you're like, OK, this is what it looks like when a passing offense finally 
gathers even just a little bit of momentum. Again, we're celebrating a you know a 15 completion, 204 right. yard day, but it looks better, right? It just looks better, and it's something they can build on as they go forward in a short week here. Uh, I think Justin feels better uh, leaving here than he's felt the last you know four weeks or so, uh, and that's that's as good as anything right now when you're trying to get that psychological boost. Passer rating of 118.8. That's something that you don't want to take lightly. You also saw, I think, the confidence grow when he had some shorter completions or just some timing patterns that were on time, in time. And that is important, too, because the first drive of the second half, it looked like a different quarterback. And you looked like there was some reason for optimism there. And the things this week that are said about Justin Fields, you can't attack as being exaggerations. There finally was some real tangible, valid evidence. And nobody needs to exaggerate anything. The other thing I think is that Again, it's like a lot of young quarterbacks who are mobile and athletic, and I don't want to make the comparisons to the great ones like Lamar Jackson and Kyler Murray and and even Jalen Hurts to a lesser extent. But when they start to make plays with their legs, it kind of gets them going. And I think that when Justin Fields made a couple first downs and then all of a sudden, even though Smith-Marset committed a penalty, bad day for that young man. Yeah, yeah. When that 52-yarder where he cuts back and everybody expects him maybe to go out of bounds, that's special. And when you do things that underscore and and just announce that you are special, I think it has a huge effect on on what you do comes after that, and that's confidence building, reaffirming stuff. Yeah, no question. How about this? The 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 first and only touchdown pass that Justin's had over the last month traveled uh, 1.6 inches in the air, right? Yeah, a little yeah, yeah. A speed sweep touch pass to Bayless Jones coming around the edge. And but we've talked about that, right? You you got to manufacture some feel good in the stat sheet for Justin. He gets a touchdown pass on that, and and then all of a sudden you, you're in a game, right? It's 21-16 at that point, and you feel like okay, we've got something going here, right? And now the quarterback feels like he can settle in a little bit more than he's been, and it's it's all a positive. That's Bayless Jones' first offensive touch in the NFL. He, he takes it to the house. So so good for him on that one. Didn't he call that? Didn't he predict that as well Friday in the in the locker room at Hallis? I think he said something to that extent. Justin said after the game today that they talked all week, and then when that play call came in, he said, go crib it. You know, <laughs> just put this thing in the, in the end zone here. And, and Bayless did that and, and obviously used a good block from David Montgomery out in front of him, made a good read and, and got across there. And so those are the types of things you, you drafted Bayless Jones to do. Uh, you just need more players, right? As, as we go through this with Pettis and Smith-Marset and no household names in this receiving core, you say you just need more players. And more plays. They ran 47 today because the Vikings dominated the line of scrimmage, especially in the first half. The defense has got to do a better job of getting off the field. 22 minutes uh, of possession for the Vikings in the the first half. No, in the first half, the Vikings had it for (laughs) 22-32. I don't think the Bears had it much more than that for the entire game, it seemed like. It seemed like the Vikings had the ball the entire game. All right, so before we get to uh, our our game balls, I wanted to ask you this, and we'll get into this deeper. It'll be easier to see when we rewatch the game. David Montgomery, he played. um, The back of his jersey had his name misspelled, but he played, and they fixed that. But – his pass protection, did that make a difference in the fact that it didn't seem like they were able to get to Justin Fields as easily as some teams have gotten to him? They picked up some blitzes. Listen, like Aaron Rodgers got flummoxed by the Giants blitzing 
you know, th- this afternoon as well. And so you see what Wink Martindale is doing with that Giants defense to, to take apart even the, the, some of the greats of the game and make them uncomfortable. The Bears just handled things a little bit better today, and they were handling uh, probably something that was a, a lower degree of difficulty than they faced in New Jersey. And so a uh, good sign there. And an even better sign is that David Montgomery took his first touch for a 30-yard screen pass gain, right? And, and you say, okay, not much to worry about with that ankle. Certainly looks okay there. Uh, didn't run the ball as well as you'd want on a day like today against a defense that, that had been vulnerable to the run at times. But a de- decent first game back for Montgomery, 82 yards from scrimmage, scores the touchdown to get the Bears unlocked there. And so g- good to have him back in the fold and, and hopefully no setbacks here. I, you know, obviously, I think uh, some of the questions we had with Dave Montgomery and Jalen Johnson is with the Bears having this quick turnaround to Thursday night against the Commanders, how do you manage those two things? I would think that you'd probably push for Jalen Johnson uh, to play on Thursday, and then you'll have a, a 10 or 11 day layoff before they play the Patriots. And so you can get them some extended rest after that. But uh, those two things were, were kind of, you know, you're trying to figure out before the game who's going to play and who's not. And that's all factoring in as the Bears go into the short week. At Alma, we know the connection between you and your therapist matters. But if you're already feeling stressed and burnt out, the idea of trying to find a therapist you really connect with can be overwhelming. That's why Alma's focused on helping you find the right therapist for you. When you browse their online directory, you can filter your search based on the qualities that are most important to you. Then you can book a free 15-minute consultation call with any therapist you're interested in seeing. So you can get a feel for whether they're the right fit before you commit to a full-length session. Alma also makes it easy for mental health care providers to navigate insurance. That's why 95% of therapists in their directory accept insurance for sessions. So you can find care that's affordable without stressing about the paperwork. You want to talk to someone, but not just anyone. Alma is there to help you find the right fit. Visit helloalma.com therapy60 to schedule a free consultation today. That's helloalma.com therapy60. Is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework? Are they asking questions that you're not sure you can fully answer? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed. This program will improve your kids' grades. Studies done in almost every state in the country. The kids who had IXL are consistently doing better. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. And it doesn't have to eat up all your time. One subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. So don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. Okay, let's give away our game balls. You can go first. Studs is going to sit this one out. He's going to be back on Tuesday morning with his thoughts on this game. We do want to know what he has to say about this uh, mini step forward for Justin Fields. But who gets your game ball? I've got an honorable mention for Kyler Gordon, who blocked that field goal attempt and then made a couple nice plays and nice tackles uh, in the open field that were good moments for him. But my game ball is going to Kendall Vildor, who did a really nice job of reading Kirk Cousins on the bootleg and sneaking back across into into the passing lane and making a really key interception, right, that, that gave the Bears possession and allowed them to go down for the go-ahead score. And in that moment, well, in a game where the Bears badly needed a takeaway, Kendall Vildor provided it and gave them the chance 
chance to take the lead in a game that I would have never thought they had a chance to take the lead when it was 21 to three and the Vikings were going as such. And so that's a good moment for Kendall to build on. I think he was excited to, to offer that contribution. And so he gets one of our take the North uh, game balls this evening. I'll go with Justin Fields. I, I, I'll go with Justin Fields and I'll, I'll, I'll separate it from the numbers. The numbers were encouraging. And I do want to say this with a big asterisk that uh, should be uh, asterisks all, are in all caps, aren't they? But <laughs> in Chicago, we tend to exaggerate everything. And I don't want this to come out of this week and the days that we have leading up to the uh, Washington game on Thursday. I'm actually glad it's a short week because what he accomplished, the step that he took, many or otherwise, it doesn't get a chance to be kind of exaggerated with the hyperbole, with the apologists that will come out and say, you know, now he's arrived. Well, you know what? He took a step. But he's far from having arrived, but he did do some nice things. He recovered from adversity in the first half where he wasn't very good. He was he was a better passer in the pocket, which was encouraging to commit and Mooney on the first drive of the second half. He did some things with his legs and his feet that you just can't teach or coach or count on. But he's special when it comes to running the ball. There's no doubt about it. And he knows it. He knows it. He sees a, a defensive end. He knows can't get the angle on him. He's going to get the first down. I like that confidence he plays with. But here's the big thing. Here's the big thing I think that he's the kind of guy you want to play with. And I sometimes go back and forth, and we're, we're getting to know who he is. After Smith-Marset made the mistake that, you know, might get some guys cut, and it might get him cut, he should have gone out of bounds. He fumbled. He, lo- he, he, he made the play, the bonehead play of the game. He's the biggest scapegoat at the top of the list. He also had the big penalty. After that play, they mentioned it on the radio broadcast. You could see it on the television. I don't know what you saw from the press box, Dan. Justin Fields went out of his way to go over and to talk to Smith-Marset, to basically let him know, hey, everybody has been there. Hey, I've gone through this as well. Uh, Pick your head up. And I think that kind of support, little thing, sure, but that's the way that, you know, you, you forge these kind of relationships through adversity and you see these kind of evidence and examples of, of leadership and maturity. And I think that was a big moment for Justin Fields to show that kind of leadership at a time when everyone, you know, was feeling yeah. about things. I was going to say it's a leadership trait and we know Justin has that in him. We know he has mental toughness in him as well. And so those things are, 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 are you know, those boxes are checked and now it's about becoming a consistent passer in this league to a level that you can win games. And I think we all have to remember that this season all along was going to be about the 17 game long haul. Right. And, and how much growth could be made from, you know, September 11th till January 8th or whenever that final game is. And so, Look, the Bears are who we thought they were, to quote Denny Green, right? They're a, a two-and-three football team that is inferior most weeks to the, the, the opponent that they're playing, and they're going to lose games like this because they just don't have enough talent or depth on the roster. But you're trying to find things to grow with, right, and, and players that can be part of your future. Justin's obviously the biggest one on that list, and so they, they got to they they generate some momentum, right? you got a quick turnaround. Now it's going to challenge your preparation here to go Sunday to Thursday, and Matty Berflus was very clear after the game that the correction process from this game probably isn't going to be able to be done until after the commanders game, right? Because they got such a short week and they're, they're trying to turn themselves around really quick. And so that's on the quarterback, too, to get himself turned around really quickly as well. He's Dan Weeder at Dan Weeder on Twitter. You can find his work on ChicagoTribune.com, including his column after the Bears' 29-22 loss to the Vikings. I'm David Haw at David Haw on Twitter. I'll be on 670thescore.com. My column is already posted. You can check that out. Also on the morning 
show 530 to 10 on the Mullion Hall show at 670 score on your free Odyssey app. That's where you can download this podcast. That's where you can subscribe. That's where you can listen to what we have to say. We'll be back on Tuesday previewing the Thursday night game with the Commanders against Ron Rivera, a winnable game for the Bears, especially in light of what happened today in the second half. For Dan Weeder and Adam Stadzinski, I'm David Haw signing off. Episode 17 and a half, Bears 29-22 losers in Minnesota. We'll talk to you on Tuesday on the Take the North podcast. Great talk. See you out there. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.